If you have your Bibles this morning, I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And I want to talk about a subject this morning. Do we need another Pentecost? Do we need another Pentecost? Our world is in trouble. It's in a terrible shape. The world is not in the shape, it's the people in it. That is the problem. But the God that we serve this morning is more than able to take care of any problems that we have. Acts chapter 1, I want to start reading at the fourth verse. And when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. In just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then I'm going to drop down to verse number 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now I want to read that one more time. But you will receive power. Everybody say power. Power. People are looking for power today. But this is a different kind of power that has been promised to us. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then I want to jump over to Acts 2, verses 1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the rushing of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. So I ask a question again today. Do we need another Pentecost? Yes, we do. Do we need another Pentecost? When I look at Pentecost, I find that 
It is symbolized by wind and fire. The fire was, the power was vocalized as the disciples were speaking the strange languages that they never learned. But we look, I want to, there was three things that I, I noticed that uh, we had a Bethlehem. Everybody knows what Bethlehem as Jesus was born. So Bethlehem is God with us. Calvary is God for us. And Pentecost is God in us. Pentecost is God in us. And he said that after that the Holy Spirit had come upon us, we would receive power. Power. Not man-made power, but power that comes from the Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Now, we're living in a time that fear. We, uh, we go places and I got where I carry a mask with me. Some places that don't want you coming in if you don't have a mask on. Some places you go in, they take your temperature first thing. Some places you go in, they hand you a mask. Take you to put that on. Fear. Come on, now stay with me just for a little bit this morning. Fear has gripped this nation. Has gripped the hearts and the lives of individuals. We're afraid to get close. We've seen this thing that has shut the churches down for a while. It shut the schools down. We've seen prayer removed out of the schools. And we've seen things that have happened in this old life that uh, you and I wouldn't have dreamed would happen. But it has happened. But I do know one thing, that for the child of God, the best is still yet to come for us. Amen. We're going to take a trip one of these days in a good old gospel ship. And we're going to go far beyond the starry skies. Amen. Amen. We're going to hear that well done, thy good and faithful servant. Welcome home. My joys are now yours. But I want us to look at fear just for a minute. We find that fear stalks us all. There's not any of us in here this morning that is immune from fear. You know, uh, I know we've, uh, I've met men that said they weren't afraid of anything, but uh, I find out that in some cases they're afraid. You know, there's, there's some things that, that will cause fear to come in our hearts. But fear was the first evidence of the fall. We find that Adam answered the Lord and when the Lord came to meet with them and the Lord said, where art thou? And Adam said, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Adam and Eve went into hiding. And may I tell you that what we look around and we see this fear of this nation in our nation that we are seeing today has caused a lot of people to go into hiding. Yes. 
Amen. That's all right. You won't scare me if you say amen. You will scare me if you just sit there like a knot on the log. Amen. Adam and Eve went into hiding. Adam's response to God was, I was afraid. I was afraid. So fear robs us, life, of adventures and joy. Now, blessing and gloom, that's what fear brings instead of gladness. I, uh, I, I love it when, now we've got, we got grandchildren, but we got some great grandchildren now. And um, they're even better than the grandchildren. I mean, you know, when when they when they're little and they say pop all that just mm, that, make, mm, that makes me on the inside bust bus buttons. Amen. You know. I I love to hear that. But I fear for what these little ones are going to face in years to come. The first fear not in the Bible was given to Abram. He was known as the man of faith. Fear and faith are opposites. As faith increases, fear decreases. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So a promise was given to Abram to overcome his fears. And I want us to look this morning at, we've sung courses about the person making the promise. And this promises, the promises are only as good as the person that makes them. Now we've had all kinds of promises made. <laughs> Huh? Yeah. Our government has made all kinds of promises. And they know good and well when they make those promises that they can't stay. They can't make them stick. Amen. But a promise is only as good as the person making it. Acts 1 and 8 said, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the world. So that takes in the whole world for you and I. This promise that was made was made from the Lord. He is the one who made heaven and earth. Psalms 121 and 2 said, My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He is the one, Titus says, in verses in chapter 1, verse 2, he says, he is the one who cannot lie. Wow. My message is based on the confidence of eternal life this morning. God who never lies promises you and I eternal life before the world began. He knew us. He knows us. And the Bible tells me that he's the one that can do anything but fail. He's never failed me yet, and he won't fail me. I've failed him many a times, but he has never failed one time. 
He's always been right there. Almighty Lord, you made heaven and earth by your great strength and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is impossible for God. Amen. Guiding the rivers you think are uncrossable. Guiding the mountains you can't see the top of. I want to tell you, God can either take you over or take you through, as Brother Kelly said, or take you around. He will get us to victory. Nothing is too hard for him. We can stand this morning securely on the promises of God. God's promises will hold when trouble comes. Every problem we face is covered by the promise of God. Now I've had people say, but you don't know what I'm facing. You don't know what I'm going through. No, but God does. God does. He knows where you're at. He knows every circumstance and nothing takes him by surprise. Nothing takes him by surprise. He's right on top of it. Let's look at the promise, this, the protection. And he told Adam or Abram, he said, I am thy shield. I need a, every once in a while, I need a shield. Huh? Yeah, I'll <laughs> yeah, do. Moses told Israel they had been saved by the Lord, their shield. When the Israelites came to the Red Sea, nowhere to go, nothing to do. What are we going to do now? Got any mountains you can't tunnel through? Got any rivers that seems uncrossable? When we come, when our back is against the wall, there's God. There's God to watch over us and to care for us and to bring us through. You are blessed, Israel. Who is like you, a nation saved by the Lord? He is a shield that helps you and a sword that wins your victories. Your enemies will come crawling to you and you will stomp on their backs. Wow. A promise that God will see us through. Our help and our shield. The Lord blocks the plans of the nations. Please hear me this morning. The Lord blocks the plans of the nations. He frustrates the schemes of the people in the world. And if you don't think that's not happening, turn your news on. You may be watching the wrong station. But the Lord is still in control. I've got news for whoever it is. The Lord is still in control over everything that's taking place this morning. The God 
is a son, the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord grants favor and honor and does not hold back any blessings from those who live innocently. I want to read that to you again. The Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord grants favor and honor. He does not hold back any blessing from those who live innocently. Those who are righteous. Those who are in right standing with the Lord. He does not hold anything back from them. Hallelujah. God shields us from Satan's attacks. He watches over us. He cares for us. So do we need another Pentecost? We need a fresh touch of the power of the Holy Spirit to fall fresh and anew. Sister Kay said this morning that she remembers walking into the old building and the glory of God filled that place. I seen the glory of God so thick that you could look like you could cut it with a knife. It just it was just like a cloud that covered over. We hear more about what we need to do other than what we should do today. We say we preach the word, but do we live the word? Is God pleased with what we are doing? Solomon said, God is a shield to those who trust in him. Every word of God has proven to be true. He's a shield to those who come to him for protection. I am, he said, God said to Abram, I am thy exceeding great reward. So our reward this morning is still yet to come. Amen. Our reward is still yet to come. Oh, I enjoy life. There's some of the things that go along with it that when you get old, it wears out. Amen. You slow way down. Things you used to think you had control over, you don't have control over anymore. You know, I can't even control my daughters anymore. <laughs> but that's all right. Billy flew in Monday from Baton Rouge and stayed, spent the week with us and flew out Friday. And uh, I like it when she comes. She, she's a good Cajun cooker. <laughs> she, can, she can cook that Cajun food, and I like it. You know? But when they go to telling you that you don't eat this, you don't eat that, you can't do this, and you can't do that, but Billy, I'm 80 year old, I can do what I want to. Huh? And then the boss, when comes by, that's the oldest one. 
<laughs> and they put a wicked slime in, so you know. But everyone whom the Father gives me, Jesus said, will come to me. And I will never turn away anyone who comes to me. I'm so grateful I've got one that I can go to. The Lord knows I've gone to him. It's like, it's me again, Lord. But he assures me that he knows exactly what's going on. It may be out of my control, but it's not out of his control. He's still got everything under control. But do we need another Pentecost? We need a fresh touch. It says on the day of Pentecost, they were all together in one mind, in one accord. And suddenly, there came a sound of a rushing mighty wind that filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now I'm an old fogey, I know that, and I don't apologize for it. If it bothers you, get over it. <laughs> but we need a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost to flow fresh and anew through our lives. I don't know about you, but I get tired of playing church. I'd like to see the fire fall. I want to see people slain in the spirit. I want to see souls and our altars being saved. Amen. I said, I want to see souls being saved. And it's not going to happen until we have a fresh Pentecost in our hearts and in our lives. Stand with me, would you please? Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your presence that we felt. Lord, we're so unworthy. But you love us. You care for us. You watch over us. Lord, I know this morning there's nothing that is impossible with you. I look to you today, the author, and the finish of my faith. Touch us with a special touch. The Master's hand this morning. Jesus, have your way in our hearts and in our lives. Lord, you told your disciples to wait 
and to pray. Help us to learn to wait, Lord. Help us to learn to pray and to listen to what you are saying to us. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word. Keep your hand over us. And may we have a fresh touch of your Holy Spirit in our hearts and in our lives. Touch us this morning in a special way.